everyone. Welcome to a new episode of In Other Words with Danielle and Zara. So this is a podcast where we talk about a wide variety of different subjects from education to TMI questions. So in other words, we talk about all the things. All the things. (laughs) Danielle, how do you do? I do so good, except I do have a stomach ache, a belly ache, as Billie Eilish would say. So yeah. I don't get that reference. I'm so sorry. That's a really good song. It's like one of her early songs. Oh, is that the title of the song? Yeah. Ah. No, I got a bellyache. Yeah, it's a good song. Do you know what that anyway. reminds me? That makes me think like of Shakira having a stomach bug. I don't know what? why. Belay, belay, belay. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was so lame. Anyway. Um, you how do you do? Fine. <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. Um, That's good. Yes, what what is new in my life? Nothing. I live in a town where nothing happens. But Jesus is working, y'all. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, child. So true, bestie. Okay. Okay. So we're Today. part three. <laughs> yes, yeah, so our Red Flags episode became a two-part series, which then became a trio. Three-part, yes. Yes, because Danielle and I have... We are red flags, and so we know mm-hmm. much about all the red flags, and so we had to do what we had to do. Exactly. Yes. So what are so we talking th- about today? Today we are going to be speaking about the red flags in jobs, um, so what to... What to look out for. Yes, so if mm-hmm. this happens, then you should probably not take this job, or if you're in a job and this is happening, you should probably get out and be poor mm-hmm. rather Exactly. Um, Who needs money, am I right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then after that, we are going to be talking about the red flags that we see in churches and things that you should avoid if a church does this. Exactly. So. And now this is the perfect episode for Zara because she has a job at a church. So what? It's like combined. <laughs> and you have a job. We're both working women. Yes. And like, wow. I go to church. <laughs> Um, experts you don't need exactly. anything more than that you don't that's so Honestly, true someone needs to give you my doctorate already yeah i think so <sighs> dr scott um exactly. okay Sounds so good it does <laughs> should we start off with jobs and then we can move on to yes the juicy stuff the juicy um, stuff <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> okay you can kick us off all right um so before i go on to my red flags um we did receive a message from our good friend Robbie and he Robert. likes it when yeah you know, he likes it when we speak about him on the podcast so yeah <laughs> he sent just basically some of like his red flags so like one of his was if a job says we're like a family it's a red flag because you know they're like there's gonna be drama and too much interconnectedness and yes I will grossness. say before my yeah. job, they were like, if we do call you, you will be welcome. We will treat you like family. We'll make sure you're looked after. But I feel like it's different with the church. It is a bit <laughs> different. It's a bit yeah. different. And especially like... There's a know, mix like between personal life and... Yeah. And it's very... It's quite, a di- yeah. it's quite a different environment to like corporate work. It is. If someone yeah. is like, we're like a family. It's like, no, I don't want to be. <laughs> I have my own family already. <laughs> um... 
So then he sent just some things that are like red flags in sayings that jobs use. And he it was like specifically about software developer, but some of these you can apply to all jobs. Yes. So for example, if they say it's a fast paced environment, then what it means is that you'll just be like working all the time. Working all the time. And what it says here, your job will be constant firefighting, basically. Yay. <laughs> um, Yay. <laughs> if they say you must be a team player, it means you must not question authority. So that's scary. Um, able to work with minimal supervision. You'll be the one we blame when something goes wrong. Um, yep. <laughs> if, <laughs> yes. if it says um, we're an agile team, then it means we have daily stand-ups. Um, if it says you're a market leader, then they've only recently started making a profit. So you know what? A profit is a profit, so we don't judge. Um, True. <laughs> If they say we're in a dynamic environment, then it means that the leadership keeps on changing priorities. What is um, dynamic? <laughs> yeah, like it's okay. so specific. <laughs> wow. Um, if it says we're a self-starter, it means there is no process. And <laughs> there are just basically other things like that. So those are some that I thought were pretty good. Those are good. Those are good. Yeah. And they're different from the ones I have, yeah. which is cool. Same here. Okay, so my first red flag is where profits are emphasized hectically over people. And obviously a business, like it's your job, like you're there to make money. But it's to the extent where people are just treated like objects, yeah. or slaves, and it's all yes. about making profits. And that is the focus um, yeah. to like a hectic degree. Um, that's a no, dog. Yeah. No, it makes complete sense because, I mean, it takes people to make any kind of profit. So I feel like, yeah, it's indicative that they don't necessarily value uh, the people who are doing yeah. the work. And that's bad. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Good. If it is expected for you to work overtime. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're, like, frowned down upon for leaving at, like, five or whatever time you're supposed to leave law when you're like, a new lawyer yeah yikes yeah so if like if you're leaving when you're supposed to be leaving and then people are like oh why are you doing that and especially um like Devin was saying the other day like sometimes there'll be like some sort of coercion that oh if you work over time then you will earn more money or whatever but sometimes that's just not the case and you're just doing free labor essentially yeah um and that's just that's just bad that is. and like you should be allowed to go home and have a life in my opinion well, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> Okay, then if, now this is before you get the job, if the job description is vague. Yes, I have the same one. Okay, so if it's like very, like you're using words like dynamic and you'll kind of run the day to day or you'll mm. be in charge of big picture things. Yeah. What the like hell is what? that? Yes. It, it, that just means that you'll be doing everything everything really. <laughs> yes that's the thing it's like especially during covid like a lot of people ended up doing like multiple people's jobs yeah and i think that that can be something that continues even outside of covid because if the job description is vague it's not like you can say this is my job description because it can easily be oh but that actually means this which means that mm. so yeah no yeah and like you want to know exactly what you're doing Yes. Like and you're getting like, paid for it. Exactly. And 
there will be lots of things that you won't necessarily have in your job description because that's just the nature just of how work. it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you need to have like your basic main tasks like laid out before you take a job. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, I, I feel like if I were applying for a job and I saw that it has a very vague job description or very broad, then like I would get kind of irritated because I'm like, yeah. what am I? Like when you're preparing for an interview, for example, you know exactly what kind of stuff you need to say yes. um, to get the job. <laughs> um, so it also like implies to me that they don't really know what they want either. So yeah. that's just a bit chaotic to me. Yeah. Um, okay, my next one is if they insist on contacting you when you're not working. So like on the weekend or once you've gone home and they expect you to answer at the same, like when you're not supposed to be. Yeah. Like it's one thing to send an email because like, oh, flip, just remember this for tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, but if you get angry like that the person isn't replying when it's their time off, that's a red flag to me. I completely agree. And mm -hmm. I can tell you the field that this is most expected of is in ministry. Let me tell Yay. you, people yeah. think like, yes, as pastors, we love you very, very much, but like we also have lives outside of the church ministry. Mm. And so the amount of pastors I know who have received phone calls at like three o'clock in the morning. No, that's like, insane. What the heck? And yeah, it's like people expect their pastors specifically to just be available at the drop of a hat yeah and like if you don't establish boundaries because it's the kind of field where your personal life and your work life are so interconnected like you have to establish those personal boundaries mm. um so yeah I think it works both ways actually yeah um that's not very just true the employer but also like yeah the yeah the people yeah. when you have involved. such a you have like such a people-oriented job really yeah so it's quite difficult and I suppose that's why some pastors will get you know a work phone or a work number or something yeah so they can't be bothered so maybe Hashtag you should do that Brett Taylor. <laughs> yeah. no I've become really good at ignoring I'm sorry okay good no the but one you have thing to. fun fact I used to be the type of person where just when you work with teenagers and like I have as sad as it is, dealt with, dealt or have met people who have been in really difficult mental places and especially teenagers can become very, very attached. And I used to take a lot of that on and I'm like, okay, what if they're feeling suicidal or what if this is happening or what if that is happening? And so I used to be the person that had my phone on loud all the time, even through Basic. the night and I would be available always. All the time. And in, yeah, you can't. And in specific cases, that's like if it's dire then understandably so but mm. I used to feel like that pressure and then my counseling lecturer said to me in second year um Zara did you know that you aren't God like, yeah you can't expect to be world, the savior <laughs> the world doesn't need you all of Ooh. the time and I was like tanks but it was always <laughs> cool yeah that is quite so unless you call. are a doctor on call yeah. yeah, that's different. Like that's exactly a it's your job. legit thing. <laughs> yes, and you also have shifts where you're on call. Yeah, so they exactly. can only call you when you are on call. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to go next? Yes. So this is obvious, but I do want to still mention it. Is unprofessional slash inappropriate behavior. Mm -hmm. And so, for me, this is like. 
you want to be in an environment that is comfortable and not too mm. like strict and stern because it's nice to work with people you get along with, etc. But if it begins to get to a point where like the conversations in the office are so personal that it interferes with work, then yeah. that's a no. And also, unfortunately, we do live in a world where women have just been sexually harassed on the daily mm-hmm. and that's not okay. Even like swearing in the workplace for me like gets me and someone very close to me actually recently walked away from their job without the promise of a new job because it just got so bad she was working in an office where everyone were everyone was like young females yeah and the boss was a male Um, and I'm not saying that this is the case in all circumstances but I don't know how I feel about that and like Mm. he would use like the c word no Immediately, no. Someone who uses that outside the office, red flag. But you're... In a professional environment, that is insane. No, that's insane. There needs to... Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no. I mean, I completely agree. Um, And I think, like, it makes me sad that a lot of women within the workplace who do get harassed, like, feel like they can't speak out about it because they, like, they'll (laughs) lose their job or whatever. They won't get taken as seriously. And that's just obviously something that needs to change but if if that's happening within your workplace you should 100% think about leaving or yeah I don't know do something and like it's such a tricky situation because you know like you said you don't always have the promise of a new job job. and some people like can't take the risk so you'll that is a tough situation Mm. um okay the next one is if there is bad communication during the interview process, because mm. that won't I'll change. I'll contact you <laughs> yeah, seven like, okay, weeks when? later. <laughs> yeah, it, wo- it won't change. Um, and yeah. that's just really unprofessional, to be honest. Like it takes a few seconds to send an email or to have a quick phone call. It's yeah. not, not that big a deal. Yeah, yeah. even like I, th- I appreciate a company because I know some people like in certain circumstances, if they don't hear back, then that is their, like you didn't get the job. But I think it's just common courtesy to just say, thank you for coming in for an interview. Unfortunately, the position has been filled. Like Exactly. That is the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the waiting game. Ooh, that's sucky. Like, it's not a nice feeling. Mm-mm. No. All righty. Then my next one is lack of diversity. Mm-hmm. Even if you are a female going into an all-female company, I would still be cautious, you know? Like, Mm. I understandably, like, there are certain environments where and certain climate, like, not climates, but areas, like Durbanville. A lot of Durbanville are just, like, white people, you know? Yeah, well, depends where in Durbanville. Where in Durbanville. You know where I'm (laughs) talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) The Durbanville bubble. (laughs) Yes, um and I think I don't know I think that it's important I think it says a lot about a business when there is diversity Mm. and I would be cautious to walk into an environment where everyone seems to look the same dress the same Mm. talk the same Mm. um and especially if you are the one person who is different yeah that's scary that's a bit scary but again like I look at when I worked at DBC and I was the only non-white person and that staff, like, 
dream team. We have a group on WhatsApp called the dream team and we <laughs> update each other on life because we are Cute. awesome. And yeah. that was a very good, healthy, wonderful environment for me. But I'm actually mm. so glad that I'm now in on a staff where there's a black guy and there's me and there's my boss who is English and then there's the secretary <laughs> who's married to like an Afrikaans guy. Like there's just yeah. a lot more diversity and I don't know, I really appreciate that. Mm. Like we sit in staff devotions and um, Prue reads the Bible in Zulu and I don't know what she's saying, but I really love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Red nice. flag if it's like hectically a lack of diversity. Yeah, I completely agree. And especially like in this day and age, you know, like what are your yeah. excuses anymore? Yeah. Anyway. Um, the next one is if there is a high turnover rate for your specific. <laughs> Do you also have that? Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, especially for your specific job title, because you know, well, for anything really, but like if your job title always needs to be filled, yeah, something is not right there. Like there's one common denominator, <laughs> and yeah. it's not the employees. <laughs> yeah. Um, I completely agree. There's not Good. much to say no. about that. It's just like Some, you're taking a risk <laughs> and you could be fired soon, soon. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Then my next one is there's no structure. Yeah. So it's very much there are no like work hours. There's no. Mm. I know of someone who is currently working for a very, very legitimate corporate company and they don't have a contract. And they've been working there for two years. That's weird. Yeah. That's so, pretty strange. Yeah. I mean, I am literally an intern and I had to sign a whole contract. I, so I don't know. like 17 pages when I started working at Exclusive Books. Could have been more. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And this person also happens to be in the legal profession. So, I can tell you about that situation. I won't it name names. illegal to me. Right. <laughs> she doesn't get a lunch break. No, that's not right. I don't care. Leaves and goes to life group and then goes back to work in the night. Guys. That's insane. But I won't name Red flag. Names. Not going to call the company flag. out. No. Yeah. Um, is it me now? I think this <laughs> is my last one. But I basically, okay. I, don't, I can't remember exactly why I said this, but I said it's a red flag if they say it's like work hard, play hard kind of environment. <laughs> Because I think I think why I said it is because it it means like it's pretty much only going to be like horrible hard work and not really, <laughs> not really hard play. <laughs> no, I get you. Yeah, and even um, so, like I always imagine play hard is just like you know going out and getting drunk with your coworkers, and I'm like, yes. Eh. The same person that I was talking about before has a um, bar at work. Yes, I do know this person. This is, I know you do. <laughs> I miss her. <laughs> Shout out to her. Yes. Okay. My next one is if the culture is very much you're seen and not heard. Mm. So I think we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it's like you don't speak, you don't have an opinion, you are just a number. Yeah. You know. No, that's awful. Yeah. Especially if you don't feel comfortable asking questions. Mm. Like it reminds me of that episode of The Office where um, – uh, I can't remember his name, but Idris Alba um, mm -hmm. says to Jim, can you get me a rundown? 
And then Jim's like, yeah, sure, I'll get you that rundown. And he's like, what's a rundown? And he's too afraid to ask the whole episode. He's like, what is a rundown? So, yeah. No. I'm the kind of person to literally ask about the dumbest things. Like my boss will say, oh, can you do this for me? And I'm like, how should it be formatted kind of thing? Because I just want to know exactly. <laughs> that's been like such a learning curve for me now being, I'm not my own boss, but like youth ministry is mine. So mm. before you I used to, to have to like ask, like, is this okay? And now it's like, yeah. you do what you want. Like you don't yeah. ask if you want to spend money, like it's your budget. You spend it the way you see fit. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much responsibility. <laughs> that's kind of stressful. But it's, but it's cool. Luckily, yeah. ministry isn't like a super high strung, like hectic. Like if I make mm. a mistake, the world falls apart. Yeah, we fired hope. immediately. <laughs> you can come and back to Cape Town, so maybe you should do something wrong. I don't know. Listen, you know I've already been getting in trouble, <laughs> and I've been here how long? Five, so true. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would take me longer. Oh. Well, that'll be a fun story I'll share one day. Yes. Okay. And then my last one is if the job causes you extreme anxiety. Yeah. Now, 100%. Work, there will be periods and seasons where work is like incredibly stressful. And I think that's normal, especially in today's day. It's not great, but mm. it, it, it's normal. But where it's to the point where for like long periods of time, like you get up in the morning and you dread going to work <clears throat> and you leave in the evening and it's just like, yeah, you're just thinking, oh, I have to go back again tomorrow. Yes, yeah, that's and terrible. Like so debilitating and you can't actually switch off once you leave work. Um, yeah. And then another one I just thought of is if the work, like if you your work day ends and then you have to go home and spend the whole evening working. No, that's like, high school. Like, let's not yes, do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So those are mine. But yes. it is difficult because, mm. like, at the end of the day, where you're struggling to find a job, you find a job and it's like sometimes you can't be picky and it's... Yeah, that's it's yeah, really true. So we do understand that. But mm -hmm. if you can avoid and these situations, it's for yeah. your it's, own good. It's, it's capitalism. Like, what can it we do about it? capitalism. Exactly. <sighs> anyway, now we can move on to church. <laughs> now, disclaimer. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. These ones I feel like relatively passionate about. However, something that people have to understand about the church is number one, you will never find a perfect church. Because Amen. at every church, they are humans and humans suck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so true, Bestie. You will never <laughs> find the perfect church. And secondly, I think the issue that we have is we live in a culture where like, it's like you can church shop till you're blue in the face and there's no actually getting involved and plugged in and serving in a church. It's more like, what can this church give me? Yeah, exactly. And that was never how the church was intended to be. Like mm. the church is a community, like we are a church. So exactly. Just those two yeah. things. Yeah, I completely agree. Yes. Um, okay, so I'll start. My first <laughs> one is like kind of a joke, but it's a red flag for me. <laughs> but it's also like not really <laughs> and that is if the church is in a warehouse and it has no windows that's just a red flag to me immediately <laughs> I don't like it <laughs> I'm like God is a God of light so what are you doing in the darkness do you know what no, I'm saying but, but so a lot of churches have like I think you, I think it could have been Hillsong started in like a garage but yeah. then you keep the garage door open surely you need to breathe yeah. COVID. but <laughs> exactly. I do think like 
if your like main goal is to make it as dark as possible so that you can use your fancy lights I'm it's scared weird. it's yeah. weird and like I, I honestly just feel claustrophobic so it's like you can have the like really good theology mm-hmm. but like I probably won't be inclined to go to the church just because it's like it feels really oppressive to me in terms of like darkness (laughs) not that I think I'm oppressed (laughs) that's so funny I get it I do yeah (laughs) okay my one is some people might disagree but when all the sermons are only topical Mm. and what I mean by this is like it's a self-help sermon with like one bible Mm -hmm. verse yeah I have literally the same red flag not with the same but the same because I don't know, for me, that's like, the word of God is a very powerful thing. And yeah. the nice thing about church is it's very nice to hear from someone who has a theological degree, breaking mm. things up in a way that you can understand and then dig in yourself. And so if it's all about like self-help and what like, what I think, what the pastor thinks all the time, yeah, like that can become very dangerous and you begin to form your theology around a person and yeah, like people can always be wrong. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, like if there's not a focus on the Bible uh, and there's nothing wrong with doing a message on a topic, but then mm. like, it just must yeah. be all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, cause one of my red flags, which is similar, is just if there's no scripture yeah. in the sermons, like, and there are churches that do it. And you, like, especially yeah. if you look at the bigger churches, like sometimes like you'll hear a sermon and it's like, I don't know where you got that from really. And it's yeah. so dangerous because you like, oftentimes there'll be like a really charismatic leader and he's, he's saying like, or she, I guess, um, like this is what this verse says, for example, or this is what God says, but they don't have anything to back it up or they back it up with like yeah. one verse that could easily be taken out of context. And so you don't know. Yeah, you don't know if the congregation is actually doing the research for themselves. Um, yeah. And then you like you just think back into the times of, you know, the early day church. And I think probably especially like the early day Catholic church where only the priest could read. And so Scary. people were just kind of like coerced into believing things that the Bible didn't really even say. Yeah. So that's just something to consider. The earth, the earth is flat. <laughs> that was like yes, a huge like, part of the like... Yeah, message. and they I'm would like get really angry if anyone anything. said no. <laughs> I know. Weird, 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 weird. <laughs> okay, um, you can go. Okay, cool. The next one is if the church has known scandals mm-hmm. um, and those people are like still in positions of leadership without having taken any responsibility. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would, like I know there's a whole thing of like forgiving people and like letting go. But I, I, yeah. I don't know, I always feel like when there's a person in a position of power, especially in a church, like there needs to be some sort of disciplinary. responsibility, disciplinary yeah. happening. Yes. And like, especially like if the church tries to cover up the scandals of their leaders, like no. mm, that's a big red flag and you definitely no. shouldn't join a church that does that, in my yes. opinion. <laughs> and you don't want to be in a church where everyone's dirty laundry is just aired out for everyone. But when mm. you are in a position of leadership, you put yourself in that position and mm-hmm. you need to be held accountable for it. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, then my next one is actually two parts. And this is okay. the, the view of the Holy Spirit. So you get churches where they 
Okay, you do get churches that believe in cessationalism, which means that the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit stopped working after the apostles died off. So that's, okay. yeah, that's a whole other theology I don't really agree with. Mm-mm. But churches who maybe say they believe in the working of the Holy Spirit, but there's no room for freedom. There's no room mm. for God to be working. Worship is a certain way. This is the way we've always done it. And yeah, there's just no sensitivity to the working of the Holy Spirit. They're very closed off to um, things like prophecy and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I'm just, that's just a little bit of a red flag. And then the other one is the opposite, where they are hectically over the top about the Holy Spirit. Like, if Mm -hmm. you come to church and you are not slain in the Spirit and you are not shouting in tongues, then you are not a Christian. For me, yeah, that's very dodge. If you walk into a church and that is the norm, but not only is that the norm, it's expected of you um, to like produce something that isn't even God doing in you, um, then that's a red flag. So if you go into Mm. a church and you just feel like, Bad, like you're a bad Christian because yeah. you're having this incredible experience and the Holy Spirit isn't like manifesting itself physically like no no yeah and no, like no. often it's just not on you you know like yeah like there's nothing you can do like do. if if you read if you're if you read the Bible and you read um like what Paul says about uh the Holy Spirit and like the different spiritual gifts and like especially yeah. the way he speaks about tongues like you'll get a totally different look on it than what certain more like charismatic churches preach yeah. so I'm like why would yeah I don't understand why they'd be doing that anyway yeah. so I think it's an, it, it's nice to find a church with a balance yeah um yeah but Definitely. actually something I did want to know I did want to mention is we did an episode last season with Keith Westberg um, and there was mm-hmm. the dangers of Christianity and we did speak a little bit more in depth with about stuff like this so definitely check that out if you're interested yeah that was a good episode if it I was. say so myself yes <laughs> um calling okay. the SBCA and everything was like <laughs> exactly okay this next one it sounds obvious but if the church has cult cult vibes mm-hmm. and the thing is, you think it's obvious, but people are drawn into cults and they don't even know that they yeah. are because it like it's complete um, like coercion and manipulation, and you don't even realize yeah. until you're like in the thick of it, you know. Yeah. And like what I mean is like for example, if you have to excommunicate ex members once they like leave the church or whatever, if you can't speak to someone if they're not part of the church anymore, then that's a cult. Um, or if the pastor's word is taken as God and there's like no one else who can share anything different, that's a cult. So just be careful. (laughs) 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. And a lot of people are sucked into those kinds of things. Like it's, yeah, yeah, especially if you're like um, in a very vulnerable position, you just need to be on the lookout for things like that. Yeah. Especially as a new Christian, like, yeah, you don't, you don't know. Um, but interestingly enough, um, there's someone that I think recently joined DBC that had a, like an experience like that. So I'd actually be interested to talk to that person. Ooh. Ooh. That sounds terrifying, but interesting. Terrifying. <laughs> yes. Okay. A lot of these seem um, obvious, but I still think that they're really important to note. Mm. And if you are listening to this and you're like, oh my word, I'm in a church like this. Yeah, maybe. Get out. Just kidding. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then hypocrisy. 
I mean, yeah. duh. But I'm sorry. Like, if a church says one thing and does the complete opposite, like, no. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not yeah. much else to say about that. But, yeah, if it's just, in, like, a place where the word is preached but no one actually lives that out, mm. then... That's a big red flag. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess this is similar, but um, when they focus only on women when it comes to like purity and modesty (laughs) and not on men, like that's hypocrisy and that's also annoying and manipulative and just incorrect. Yes, I agree. And like a lot of, I mean, I can't really remember like how our church approached this topic when I was younger. But I hear stories about churches, like you, like in youth groups or whatever, and they say to the girls, like, okay, come, we're going to do, like, a talk about modesty and purity now. Boys, go play soccer or whatever. Like, you know, where's the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's for go everyone. <laughs> it's I for agree. everyone. And I also, agree. it's often taught incorrectly. But, I mean, we spoke about that in our We did episode an episode of Modesty. modesty. And I, I thought it was a good episode. So did I. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> okay. We're not biased anything. <laughs> not at all. Okay, then my next one. The one thing that I think people maybe don't understand about churches or get frustrated with is conflict. But inevitably, there will always be conflict in a church because mm. people are people and conflict is very normal. And Jesus was often in conflict. Like it's, it's not <laughs> yeah. something to run away from. However, if there is always conflict, there is mm. always drama Every Sunday at church, you see that you hear about some argument or some issue. Like I could no, never. It's not like a church is a place to be edified. Exactly. So if it's a community where everyone's just fighting all the time, like, no. Yeah. And it's very normal within a church that you're going to have people with different opinions and different beliefs and all that. But like the whole point of it is that you can come together and like praise the Lord. Exactly. And if... Yeah, if you can't get, if people can't get beyond just their differences, and that's quite a problem. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, my next one is if the church is made up of a lot of cliques. Um, that was my very, very next one. Really? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, I mean, to me, it's a red flag because, you know, like I said, the church is about coming together. Exactly. And Especially, like, if you're a shy kind of person and it's your first time at a new church, it's really, really, really intimidating to you yeah. break into a new friendship group. And if people are so, like, tight-knit and, like, won't let you in and won't include yeah. you, like, that's, first of all, not biblical yeah. at all. And second of all, just really rude. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to be incredibly sensitive because the church mm. can easily become very inward-focused. And, yeah. like, I think... Yeah, it's really important that we're aware of mm. like a newcomers and it should be a place where everyone feels welcome. And in yeah. the same in the same breath, like for me, I will always be looking for new people. Like if, I don't know that person, let me go and introduce myself. But not to the point where it's manufactured. Don't like fake it. Yeah. Hi. Welcome. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um <laughs> like it has to be like authentic. Yeah. Um but yeah, I know what you mean and also with that, I would also say, like, I went through periods at DBC where I felt like there were cliques, but mm. very often it wasn't intentional. People just had no. extensive history. Like friendship groups. Yeah, yes. exactly. But it's it's more just, uh, this is closed off, we don't speak to anyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah I will say though like that's a huge part and I actually got emotional just thinking about it because I remember um I was sitting at a woman's event at the end of last year and there was a new girl and obviously I would like she's new I'm gonna go and introduce myself and all the girls that I mentor before I even had a chance went to the school and like chatted to her and now I heard last week that like she's plugged into the church and she's going for coffee with them and I like that yeah I was, that, in that moment I was like I need I can move on like my yeah. job is done you know Cute. like that's what the yeah. church is like yeah so when I was yeah. listening to that voice note last week I almost cried <laughs> you almost made me cry <laughs> cute yeah. that's very sweet but yeah like it's yeah it's not so much about like oh there's friendship groups in this church so I must move away it's just how accessible are they um and I think also you know just what you were saying about the the welcoming thing like churches I think need to be really careful of being like really really welcoming and like really authentic when it comes to that and then the next week it's like okay well you're old news so let's move on to the next person but that's also bad I wouldn't say it's a red flag but one thing that I personally and I'm not a shy person but if Mm. I'm like walking into a church and they're like please put up your hand if you're new I hate that I hate that. I would feel and so I awkward. Know, I, I mean, know it makes sense. It makes sense. Some churches do it. And so I don't want to mm. like hate on you. But personally for me, I'm just like, no. <laughs> Immediately, no. It. <laughs> it's very scary. Yeah. Okay. Right. Is it you go? my turn? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This we've already a little, like touched on a little bit, but just autocratic leadership in life, yeah. in church. Like just if you have bad. one pastor and what he says is, the truth and like he can't be questioned then like no I'm sorry Mm -hmm. it needs to be there needs to be accountability um and like when things become about when the church becomes about that pastor like I'm gonna go to Mm. that church because that pastor is the all-knowing you know I'm not about that yeah it's like one thing to like a certain pastor's you know preaching style or whatever yes but it's another thing entirely of what they say is like the law. Yeah. Um, and I think as well, uh, just my next one. Um, so not only do you feel like you can't question the pastor, but you feel like you can't ask any questions in a church. 100%. Like that is immediately a red flag. And especially, yeah. you know, like being a Christian and like having faith, you know, it's about putting your faith in something that you can't see. Mm-hmm. Um and that can be difficult because, like, it's like, For well, sure. how do I know? How do I know that this is sure. the right thing that I'm believing in? Mm-hmm. And if you feel like you can't go and ask someone, like, oh, how do I know that God is real? Or, like, what if God isn't real? Then, yeah, yeah if you feel like you're going to be judged or if they do judge anyone who says things like that, then... Yeah, I agree. That's a red flag. I always mm. say, like, faith is believing in something you can't see, but mm. it, it shouldn't be blind faith. Yeah. You should be able to actually navigate and figure things mm. out and ask questions. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then next one is just where it's all about religious tradition. Yeah. So like you have to dress a certain way. You have to do things. And some churches, like they have a dress code. They have a way of doing things, which is fine. Mm. But when it's like imposed on you to do things that aren't even in the Bible, but it's like, this is mm. how we do it. So we can't stray from that. Like, oh, I'm calling, I'm like calling dvc out now not dvc i'm gonna say this because i'm gone what they're gonna do to me but last year there was a complaint about baptism in the pool in basil's pool and not in the baptismal pool in the church building Mm -hmm. 
Ja, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, <laughs> they got baptized, baptized in, in like a random river the minute they gave their life to the Lord. So I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. Annoying. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one is if tithing is for your own personal gain. Um, so if they say like, oh, you need to tithe so that you can be blessed and God will bless you if you give like a thousand rand every month or a week or whatever. No. A day. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yes. No, something's not right there. And that's just like, that's a pr- prosperity gospel, which yes. we did discuss in that other episode. So yes. go check that out. <laughs> yes. Okay, then my next one I already touched on, which is just it's completely inward focused. So mm. everyone and some churches are more missional. Some churches like, have different focuses, which is fine. But if it's a church where there is no desire to grow mm. or no desire to seek, like to show love outside of the church, where it's all about yeah. like this is our little group and that's how it must be. I mm. once called someone out because we were planning a youth camp. I'm like all these exposing stories today. I'm so sorry that we were planning a youth camp and I was like, invite your friends, invite your friends. And this person said to me, no, but then like the dorm rooms are going to be so full. And I was like, I would prefer the kingdom of heaven be full. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's a bit, yeah, shame. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) my next one is if all the worship songs that they sing are really wishy-washy and don't have any scriptural basis, um, anything like that. And it's all about like, oh, God, you do this for me. And there's nothing that praises God. Yeah, Yeah. like it's a worship song, a worship song, not like a give me more song, you know. Okay, and then Rich Pastors. Like, yes. God blesses and it's great, but no, like, like ridiculously wealthy and pastor, I don't know, just doesn't yeah. connect to me. And like, there are pastors that are incredibly blessed, but they mm. use their wealth to bless others. Mm-mm. And so there's nothing wrong with being in a financially like stable or good space. But if you have a private jet, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, no. it's like, why do you need that? Yeah, even like, oh, for me, this has been a red flag. <laughs> like if I walk into a church or I've been to a church for a couple of weeks and the pastor's always like dressed in like the most expensive brands. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's not about quality then. I'm so sorry. There's an, an, an Instagram page, I think, and they post pictures of like shoes that these like celebrity pastors wear and how much they cost and it is terrifying dude I'm like for a shoe you can get really good quality shoes for not much yeah so yeah anyway anyway my next one it is my turn right yeah this one should also seem like kind of obvious, but apparently not. And this is if churches have like an us versus them kind of Ugh, yes. vibe and like are just rude about non-believers in general. Yeah. Because like that's not the point no. of like being a Christian. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think there's, you know, there is often this like, um, this very like a righteous attitude that yes, people have than like, when they're Christians. Yeah. They're like, oh, like we're so much better than you. And also like if a pastor is just like speaks really rudely about people who don't believe in God. Yeah. Like 
you know, you, like that could have been you once, and imagine you that were hearing that. Was you once? <laughs> yeah. For exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly, and that's like no, one of the reasons why I have a problem. Like, there's certain Christian, I wouldn't say influencers, but I don't know people. I don't know if you know Matt Walsh. If you ever read anything from him. No, but I feel like I should because I'm a pastor. It's yeah. Disgusting I, of I me. Think, I think he, he, yeah, I mean, he is a Christian and he often like writes stuff on a blog and all that. And like, <laughs> I like blocked his name from like ever coming up on my Facebook page because it's literally atrocious. So yeah. Like, sorry, if you, if you like Matt Walsh, sorry, but I just, I've never heard him speak in like a loving way about people who don't believe in God. I've never heard mm-hmm. it. You know, it's like very much this like, Ugh, just it's the world and, and it's the mm-hmm. church, which is yeah. a biblical metaphor, but it's like, mm. okay, there's like, uh, like how people God loves. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, so that's a big red flag to me. Yeah. Even this idea of like, if a church puts so much emphasis on the secular versus the holy, mm. like at the end of the day, of God and has just been distorted. So like, mm. if you're in a church where it's like, oh, do you listen to secular music? Did you know that music is a gift from God? Like, mm-hmm. don't listen to dodgy music about objectifying a woman and all that nonsense. Mm. But, like, yeah, it's like... If I all, completely agree. If every sermon on a Sunday is the world sucks and people mm. suck and, yeah, I mean, love our enemies, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. It's I think turn. it's you now, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, surface level fellowship. Yes. So this is where it's very much like, Oh, we put on a happy face. We pretend we're mm-hmm. friends at church, but then you never like spend time outside of church. You never, you don't feel comfortable with these people. You maybe feel judged, or you have to put on like a facade to be like mm. a good Christian in front of these good Christians. Mm-hmm. Like uh, church is a place where you kind of bring your brokenness. Yeah. And um, yeah. So if it's just very surface level fellowship, then mm. you just don't want to be part of a church like that because yeah, I mean the most beautiful thing about being part of dbc is like you guys all became my family you know mm. so yeah yeah so true okay this next one <laughs> i don't know maybe it's a bit controversial but it's manipulation tactics to get you to feel god in more about the marks. atmosphere when it's yes. like so much focus on the atmosphere amen exactly and like yeah, essentially, it's like manipulating you into thinking like, oh, this is the Holy Spirit right now, but it's literally the air con blowing on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, once again, it's often in those dark churches with no <laughs> windows that do those things. Do you know that there was once a woman who told me an exclusive book? She was like, um, the only place I want the lights off and I want to be feeling things is the bedroom. <laughs> She's like, that's worship too, but not corporate worship. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> and then I ran into um, in a doctor's office once and I was like, hi. <laughs> Hello. Too much yeah. time in the darkness. Clearly. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Because like, it is, it's possible, I believe, you know, to feel God's presence. And you can literally have that, you know, when you're standing outside. Like, yeah. I don't, like, I, I really can't stand you know, just like those weird manipulation tactics yes. and like, and like there the are atmosphere. Some, there's some awesome churches that 
are in the dark that I've been to. Yeah. Um, but it's when there is that manipulation. I know it yes, exactly. exactly. What you mean. It's like the songs mm. we sing are like super deep and like you kind of push people to cry and bring the emotion out of them. Exactly, exactly. Like, like um, I've also heard people, and it's often like specifically American people, but I'm sure that it happens all over the world. Um, but I've come across a number of people speaking about their experiences on like summer camps, for example. Yeah. Um, and they were like, essentially, you know, the leaders of the camp would, would like drive the kids to just complete exhaustion, you know, just busy, busy, busy all day, every single day. And then you'd have this worship night and they sing the like choruses and the bridges over and over and over. And you're just so freaking exhausted and you're <laughs> in a room full of people and you break down and they're like, yes, that's the Holy Spirit on you. Wow. And like, it can be, but it can also just be like straight up exhaustion and like yeah. anxiety and like tiredness yeah um so yeah if that's what you're feeling like god is not someone who's going to make you feel like tired and just like so sad i mean yes he can make you feel sad (laughs) but like in times of when you're supposed to be like joyful and giving him praise you know there's a yeah there's a difference exactly what you mean i've always said like i if i'm entering into a space of worship like it's to praise God. And yes, there are going to be these mm. emotional moments where it's about me, but like, it's about God. Yeah. Yeah. And you, like, sure. I don't know, as a, as a musician and like someone who understands chords, and I'm sure you understand the same, but there are certain chord changes oh that elicit gosh. this very <laughs> emotional reaction. And like, if, <laughs> if that's what's making you emotional and it's not the words that you're singing, like, mm-hmm. that's a red you flag. Can, there's <laughs> a difference between connecting with the song and connecting with God. Exactly. And God uses you can music. Connect with, you, can, you can connect with any song. Like, I feel emotional listening to secular music because I'm yes. like, wow, that's just beautiful. Well, listen, so. when I heard the all too all 10 minute version, I was a wreck. <laughs> yeah, it's too much. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Then my next one is if a church is obsessed with another church or celebrity pastor. So, mm. where church, like, Every sermon series is we're doing like Craig Rochelle. Like I have nothing against Craig Rochelle at all. Yeah, um, he's a nice guy. Yeah, but like if everything we do is like from that church, like we yeah. read his books and there's no like anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. And then also like we only sing music by Hillsong. Like, we don't yeah. listen to any other music. Like, for me, I'm yeah. like, ah. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Because yeah. when like that we... church falls apart, so will your church. Exactly. And, like, um, like for example, DBC, I think, in 2020, decided not to use Bethel music anymore just because Bethel's, like, extremely dodgy. But um, we had, like, a number of songs and, like, songs that I loved I just, did. like, it being taken well off. Jesus, we love you last week. Shocking. Fault Heretic. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know um, about that, please let us know. Because we aren't here. Yeah, but we, it was a long process making that decision. Yeah. Um, and like, it was just like all of a sudden, just all of these songs being taken out. And like, luckily we didn't rely on Bethel or anything like that. Yeah. But I was like, what am I supposed to sing now? <laughs> yeah. Um, exactly. we move. We move. We do. <laughs> okay. Um, is it you it's your turn. Me? It's you. Okay. The, okay, so this is, if you feel, we've kind of already touched on this, so I won't go into it, but if you feel like you have to dress up or act different when you go to church, yeah. then how you usually dress slash act, that's a red mm-hmm. flag. 
Yes, if come you as don't you feel are. Yourself. It's supposed to be come as you are. Come as you are. Amen. Mm. I think that's V Church's um, like slogan: "Come as you are." Cute. Shout out! I like that. Okay, <laughs> then where there's so much boasting about good works, so it's all about what you do, and like the church's mm-hmm. Instagram page is pictures of people painting um, orphanages and taking pictures of people little kids in Africa (laughs) Africa we are Africa you fools um yeah so for me when it's like all the focus is on what are we doing not like the fact that God is God and God is good so yeah even like I would if you're looking for a church check their social media pages just like when you have Mm. to check a politician's social media page check church's social media pages yeah and there's nothing wrong with like them posting about the things the church is doing because it's a beautiful thing and we're called to be serving etc but if Mm. it seems to like glorify like oh look what we do yeah then that's a red Mm. flag yeah and like it's it's all about you know being able to do something and not get recognition for it um and I think like it's cool to advertise you know like how like let's say how you're using money like tithe money or whatever like I mm-hmm. get that because yeah, people want to know where their money goes exactly um but yeah I, I know exactly what you mean mm-hmm. um then the next is if churches are too scared to deal with real issues or help real people yeah. with like real problems <laughs> yes um, real for real yeah. <laughs> for <sure>. yes yes because <laughs> people yeah it is, it is easy to, like, shy away from certain issues in today's society because it's, like, controversial. You don't really know, you yeah. know, like, oh, where would the Bible stand on this? Where would God, where would God stand on yeah. this? Like, don't, like, don't be scared because you do know, though. You do know where God yeah. stands on certain things. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I think, yeah, a church who intentionally avoids certain topics. Mm, there are certain things that yeah. are not appropriate to speak about on a Sunday. Yeah, um, you know, but I know exactly exactly what you mean. Mm. Um, okay, then mine is prejudice in any yeah. kind of way, mm-hmm. in any way. Like whether mm-hmm. it's a church who, like their stance is hating the LGBTQIA community, like mm-hmm. that's a no. If like immediately, I listen. I went to DBC and I was one of the very few people of color, but I didn't feel like there was like this hectic sense of racism but like if you're in a church where like there is this like a white superiority mm. or any kind of like you know then that's a that's a no if women are treated a certain way and it's like mm. only men are seen as like the wise ones yes yeah. like any sort of prejudice no exactly i mean it's so unbiblical and gross to have yeah. prejudice to be honest yep um okay the next one is if a church is obsessed with like talking about certain politicians or like divisive politics or anything and like yeah. we saw this a lot during a certain American president's yeah um reign reign <laughs> I mean I thought fault yeah. um <laughs> imagine that like, president was still president with everything happening in the world today that was whoosh. one of my first thoughts when everything uh it'd be world war three anyway so (laughs) yeah so i think you know like i said before there's nothing wrong with people holding certain opinions or like liking certain politicians or like 
leaning yeah. a certain way in politics, that's normal. But I think when like a church makes it its whole personality to back up this person, and, like you know, yeah. like a lot of the charismatic churches in America, for example, they were like, yeah, God told us that Donald Trump would be president again in the 2020 elections, and yes. it didn't come to pass. And I was like, yeah. why would you make that your whole thing? You know? Yeah. No, I agree. That's what, I don't, that's I, what also, I don't understand. Like, don't stray away from politics because it's a part of like. Yeah who we are, like, as people, it affects us. So don't stray away from it, but don't, like, worship a politician. Don't worship yeah, any this, human. <laughs> yeah, I think people think politics is only, like, political parties or the presidents or whatever, but politics everything. is everything. So yes. think about that. <laughs> That's why you have a degree, and it's basically about yes. everything. So you know everything. <laughs> I do. I'm glad that, I'm glad that everyone's oh. realizing that now. <laughs> okay ironic given my next point but a church who knows it all Mm. and this is something I've come to this is I've walked a long journey of conviction with regards to this and I think that was what was so nice for me not studying in a purely Baptist like seminary Mm. is that I got exposed to all kinds of people um, from different denominations and stuff and I think denominations can be incredibly divisive, but it's okay if you want to go to a church where you sing hymns or you want to go to a church where there's more like freedom in worship. There is a flyer. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> um, but when it's like I look down on every other church that is different from me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I felt that in my heart for a stage. I went through a stage where I like looked down upon like certain like very strict churches because I was like hymns aren't worshiping like if you stand in a suit but like who the heck like worshiping is about revering God and I'm sorry you can exactly. revere God regardless of what you're wearing or the style of music mm-hmm. and I also went through a period where I was like oh I can't stand this church because their youth groups are all about partying and it's like all surface level and then I actually got to meet the youth leaders and I was like wow these people really love Jesus and they just mm. do things a different way no, exactly. Um, and like, yeah, if it's like, there are certain gray issues and things we don't know. And a church is not willing to say, this is what I believe, however we could be wrong. Mm. Red flag. I agree. And there's nothing wrong with saying that you don't know. Like. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm actually Danielle, done with my list. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm done with my list, so you yes. can carry on talking. I have one more, and this is just oh, perfect. like hectic doctrinal issues. Like, mm. yeah, it's it's very obvious, but if the doctrine is dodge, but mm. the people are wonderful, at some point yeah. it's going to be a big issue. And also, it could be a cult, just saying. Yes. <laughs> Danielle's very passionate about cults. I think she wants to join one. No, I want to lead one. Oh, makes sense, obviously. <laughs> yeah, so those so are Don't you think I'm mine. so charismatic? <laughs> yes, you've used, I want to say you've used charismatic a lot in this in this podcast, but you don't hate charismatic churches at all. No, Just I really so don't. You know. I don't. I, it's like a certain type yes. of charismatic, yes. but I don't dislike anyone, just no. so you know. I and mean, I, I do dislike some people, but I love everyone, I <laughs> guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think, yeah, it can be a little bit, like, um, arrogant to say, like, to call all these things out in church. Um, but mm. just know that we love the people of God. Like, yeah. we love 
believers and we love people who are different from us. Um, yeah. But there are just certain things where if you see this you in should a church, watch out for. not only is it a red flag, but it's often mm. in these churches that people are drawn away from the church and Christianity altogether. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, some people might be saying like, oh, like, why are you spending all this time criticizing the church? Da, yeah. da, 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 da. Like, why not any other religion? And it's like, for me, I don't know any other religions like I know mine. Um, and so I see things that kind of like yeah. stand out to me as, that, as something that can be dangerous. And I mean, there's yeah. lots of testimonies about these dangerous churches and how they've manipulated and, and abused the congregation. Yeah. Um, so that's just really what you want to be looking out for. And, you know, some things could be a red flag. And then like once you, you know, look into it more, you realize, oh, maybe it's yeah. not a red flag. Maybe like I was overreacting. Maybe it's, maybe it wasn't that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a complicated topic for sure. It is. It is. But yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, from you now on, we'll be talking about only green flag stuff. Yes. Lol, no. And we, we're just going to continue <laughs> complaining and critiquing. In love. There's more, there's more to talk about. <laughs> it's true. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah. Before this, what did I ask you? I asked how you're feeling and you said not terrible. And I was like, well, in the 21st century, that's all you can hope for. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> Anyways, also uh, just know cool. that there is hope in Jesus. There and is. And joy is a muscle that we exercise. Look how strong Yummy. I am. <laughs> if you're on I think you need to be exercising more joy. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, guys. Yeah, we will so catch good. you in the next episode. Indeed. And yes. We love you. Thank you for listening. Yes. If you made okay. it through this whole episode... Congrats. Good job. And the other two episodes as well, like amazing. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) Okay, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.